0: What verse?
1: 16 and 17, Hebrews 12,
0: 16, 17. Okay, 16. okay so it says, see to it that no one commits sexual sins is that right?
1: yeah okay Okay.
0: that no one commits sexual sins see to it that no one is godless like Esau he sold the rights to what he would receive as the oldest son he sold them for a single meal as you know after that he wanted to receive his father's blessing but he was turned away With tears, he tried to get the blessing, but he could not change what had been done.
1: Amen. A great number of the children of God find it difficult to fast. And just as Esau lost his birthright to a morsel of bread, many christians have also lost their glorious inheritances to their inability and unwillingness and lack of understanding of the place of fasting in their prayer lives when you have understanding of what fasting can do for you you will not allow yourself to lose a great inheritance that can come to you by exchanging it for a piece of chicken or bread because there are great inheritances in God as dear children of God. I want to be clear on something. Fasting is not compulsory. But it is compulsory. fasting is not compulsory but it is still compulsory because the reason why I said it is not compulsory is because God is not gonna force you to fast and the reason why I say it is compulsory because there are situations that would force you to fast I don't know if you understand for instance Marriage is not compulsory. You can decide to marry, you can decide not to get married. But marriage is important. Amen. There is nowhere in this Bible where God commanded that we should marry by force. No. There are conditions to being married, getting married. I mean, but if you can be with yourself and not fall short, you know, to the temptations of the flesh and other things, then you can decide to leave without getting married. God is not going to judge you that why do you need to get married? No but he doesn't want us to commit sexual sin and so he said if you want to have sex then you must have a wife because if you don't have a wife and you decide to engage yourself in this thing i have given you you are not doing it in the right in the jurisdiction of the 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 jurisdiction I i i i put it you know you have the right to enjoy sex in the confines of marriage when you enjoy sex outside marriage it is an abomination it's even a sin so if you want to enjoy that then you must have a wife and so God doesn't force people to have wives but it is important because there are things that will want you to have a wife by force you understand because of the nature of how we have been created fasting is the same Or i can use that example to explain what fasting means fasting is not compulsory but there are circumstances and situations where you'll be forced to fast amen and your failure to fast will make you lose something great something very great amen your failure to fast will destroy you just as your failure to get married and have a wife will bring you the sin of fornication which will incur the wrath of god on your life is it clear are you understanding it yeah yes yeah now fasting first of number one right if you can write it down I' would prefer that you write it down that fasting is a spiritual weapon designed to guarantee your victory in every battle of life. Fasting is a spiritual weapon designed to guarantee your victory in every battle in life or of life. Fasting is not a religious affliction. It is a spiritual weapon. Fasting is a spiritual weapon designed to guarantee your victory in every battle of life. When you have faith, should I repeat the point again? Fasting is not a... Re- Come again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, please repeat. I All I got was fasting is a spiritual uh, weapon. Um, And I kind of got lost after that.
1: So fasting is not a religious affliction. It is a spiritual weapon designed to guarantee or designed to bring us victory in every battle of life. Every battle of life. And we will look at a section of the scriptures where some people had to go into fasting to win a certain battle over their lives because they were at the point of dying they were about to be killed and the only thing they could do was to fast and then after the fasting They take faith-led actions. Amen. So when you are fasting, you are not afflicting your body, you are not afflicting your it's not a religious thing, it is a weapon. And until you understand that, you will not be willing to fast. Because it is not a pleasant thing, it is a painful experience. You see becoming pregnant and giving birth to a child is a very good thing i mean those of you that are mothers you know the importance of having children right but it is not that child is not going to come on a silver platter it will cost you pain but why would you still go ahead and want to have the child regardless of the amount of pain you will feel? It's because- I'm sorry,
2: it wasn't a want.
1: Come again. Um,
2: I'm sorry, it wasn't a want.
1: It wasn't a what?
2: After that first one, I didn't want anymore, but I had three more after that. It wasn't a want. Sorry. That pain made me not want. But you I'm still. Just saying. so
1: what made you go ahead and have three more children then?
2: Seeing how you ask, I'ma answer. Um, I was dealing with an ignorant dude and he did not ref- he he did not take lightly to the word no.
1: I'm just saying. Alright. So <laughs> you are saying that these children that have come into existence through you, you wouldn't want to have them at all because of the pain of going through labor to bring forth children. Now, now you, yeah. now you, 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 say that oh, I'm so happy, I'm blessed, I have children, this and that, because you have seen the f- the benefit of having children. You understand, but prior to that. You wouldn't want to have children because of the pain it takes. Well,
2: I I love my children, each and every one of them. Like, even like after I had them, I just didn't like the pain part. That's my thing.
1: Good. Nobody likes pain. It's, right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm having ulcer pains. Right now. But I am controlling myself. I'm not doing things to at first i'll from my face and be lying on the floor you know but i'm controlling myself this also pains it came out of lack of food and because i lacked food i couldn't eat now in addition to that i also had to deliberately deny myself of food so that i'll be in tune spiritually with God. Don't eat and see how uneasy you would be. Go ahead, Miss Caroline.
2: Uh I'm sorry, did you say that because you basically because you fasted is the reason you formed ulcers? No. Maybe I misunderstood. Okay. I'm
1: saying that because I didn't have food to eat I was forced to go hungry for days, months in years because my parents had died and I was living on the street I, was, I became homeless and yeah I couldn't job I was in elementary school so there were days I had to eat whenever I go to my friend's house or some of my friends at that time had girlfriends most um, parents at shops so when I go to visit them and we are playing and they go to their girlfriend's place then those girls will give them food and I get some to eat so it brought a problem in my stomach okay But regardless of the problem, I still go ahead to deny myself food so that I can be in tune with God and obtain the victory I would need to obtain in whatever battle I am facing. It was not good that I suffered anger, but it helped to understand that there are days you have to go without food if you want to really be successful spiritually in a certain way yeah okay so fasting is a spiritual weapon that brings you victory over every battle in your life Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are going to look at a scripture. Can you hear me? Yes. In the book of Esther. in the book of Esther. Now, I want us to read my wise version because when we read from the Kim Jis, we may not understand a couple of stuff.
2: You never said the chapter, I mean the verse.
1: just a second I believe right from you're going to read like two or three chapters so look at them chapter five either yeah we heard
2: chapter 5 but I didn't hear what verse
1: look, look go to chapter 3 and start from verse 6 or, or start from verse 5 you know and then read are you listening please my wife I want you to read your version Oh is it possible?
2: Yeah, I think she's just waiting on the chapter and the verse cause you switched to chapter three now, right? Yeah, chapter three, five and six. Okay. Alright, so and
1: starting from chapter three, we want
0: to start at verse five, right?
1: Yes, read verse five and the verse six, then go to chapter four so that we'll jump ahead.
0: it says Haman noticed that Mordecai wouldn't get down on his knees he wouldn't give Haman any honor so Haman was very angry but he had had found out who Mordecai's people were so he didn't want to kill only Mordecai he also looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people there were Jews he wanted to kill all of them everywhere in the kingdom of Xerxes So now to chapter four, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. From verse one.
0: Okay. Mordecai found out about everything that had been done. So he tore his clothes. He put on the rough clothing people wear when they're sad. He sat down in ash. Then he went out into the city. He wept out loud. He cried bitter tears. But he only went as far as the palace gate. That's because no one dressed in that rough clothing was allowed to go through it. All the Jews were very sad. They didn't eat anything. They wept and cried. Many of them put on the rough clothing people wear when they're sad. They were lying down in in ashes. They did all these things in every territory where the king's order and law had been sent. Esther's male and female attendants came to her. They told her about Mordecai. So she became very troubled. She wanted him to take off his rough clothing so she sent him other clothes to wear, but he wouldn't accept them. Then Esther sent for Hathak. Yeah. He was one of the king's officials. He had been appointed to take care of her. She ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai. Mordecai. She wanted to know why he was upset. So Hathak went out to see Mordecai. He was in the open area in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him. He told him about the exact amount of money Haman had promised to add to the royal treasures. He said Haman wanted it to be used to pay some men to destroy the Jews. Mordecai also gave Hathach a copy of the order. It commanded people to wipe out the Jews. The order had been sent from Susa. Mordecai told Hathak to show the order to Esther. He wanted Hathak to explain it to her. Mordecai told him to tell her to go and beg the king for mercy. Mordecai wanted her to make an appeal to the king for her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said then esther directed him to give an answer to mordecai she told him to say there is a certain law that everyone knows about all the king's officials know about it the people in the royal territories know about it it applies to any man or woman who approaches the king and in the courtyard without being sent for." It's, it says they must be put to death, but there is a way out. Suppose the king reaches out his gold scepter toward them. Then their lives will be spared. But 30 days have gone by since the king sent for me. Esther's words were reported to Mordecai. Then he sent back an answer. He said, you live in the king's palace, but don't think that just because you are there You will be the only Jew who will escape. What if you don't say anything at this time? Then help for the Jews will come from another place. But you and your family will die. Who knows? It's possible that you became queen for a time just like this. Then Esther sent a reply to Mordecai. Go gather, she said. Uh, she said go gather together all the Jews who are in Susi, Susi, and fast for my Bible. Okay. don't eat or drink anything for three days don't do it night or day I and my attendants will fast just as you do then I'll go to the king I'll do it even though it's against the law and if I have to die, I'll die. So Mordecai went away. He carried out all Esther's directions.
1: So, Keep going. yeah, you will read, but I want to quickly explain something. So you see that in this particular chapter of the Bible, they were in a serious problem that nothing could help them. You know, even though Esther was the queen, if she goes before the king and sermon she can lose her life and this was a very great king now all the jewish people are at the point of dying haman was a servant of a king he was one of the wonderful servants to the king you know he was a favored servant who was well respected in the kingdom and all that but he hated Mordecai and the Jewish people and wanted to wipe away, wipe out them. So he, he devised an evil plan which forced the king to write a decree that there is a, a particular time all the Jewish people will be killed. And when Mordecai realized that this thing is going to happen to them, he reached out to Esther and said, plead on our behalf and Esther explained the situation to her that this is beyond my control. Even though I'm in the king's palace, I don't have what it takes to stand before such a great person to speak on your behalf and my behalf. You know, but Esther said something. When she gave that answer to Mordecai. Mordecai said, listen, don't think that if you Old your peace and you keep quiet you would escape even though you are in the king's palace because you're also a jew if you don't help us help will come from somewhere else i believe mordecai that was what he said but you and your father's house will perish and mordecai was an uncle of esther he actually took care of esther as his own child now when esther was told that this is what esther said He said, go and gather all the Jews in Shushan and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, day and night. Likewise, I and my servant will also do the same. And after the fasting of the three days, I will go to the king. Even though it is not the right thing to do, I will still go. If I am killed, let me die. That's what she said. So after the fasting and the prayers, she now began to take bold decisions according to faith. So faith, when faith is in place, coupled with prayer and fasting, one of the things that happens is that there is no barrier that can stand in your way. When faith is in place, you have faith, and you add fasting and prayers on top of it, no devil can stand in your way. That is the understanding you have to have. From this scripture you see. And so Esther went, um, um, Mordecai went away and did what, uh, according to what Esther has told him, and Esther and her people also did the same thing. Now when you go to, The next chapter, which is chapter 5, is a long story of what happened. Okay? I don't know if you still want to read it, but the truth of the matter is that favor was shown them. And they prevailed and they did not die. But rather, Mordecai, dad, I wanted you to read the whole thing to understand the whole story. But it's about three, four chapters. You understand, babe? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I will save us time so that we will not, you know, you can read it on your own and start chapter three, four, five, six, and go. Yeah. By the virtue of fasting and praying, Esther and his people obtained that spiritual weapon and it got, it brought them the victory they needed. Therefore, if you and I would also go on a fast... Remember, it was not God that commanded them to fast. God didn't command them to fast. But as jewish people they understood the potency of fasting you understand they understood the power of what fasting can do so she said i'm not going to attempt this thing until i have fasted and prayed you you should also do the same for me because they know that When they fast, there something is going to happen which will bring them the victory. In life, there are many battles, there are many battles, (laughs) some battles can only be won by fasting and prayers why remember the bible said in second corinthians that our battle is not with flesh and blood but it is with spirit beings second corinthians chapter 10 he said for though we walk in we do not war after the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. our battle is not with flesh and blood And because our battle is not with flesh and blood the enemy we are fighting is in different dimension it's not just one single it's not just the devil we are fighting on we are fighting thousands of demons and evil spirits thousands of them all these demons and evil spirits have their specific assignments and they are divided into various divisions some of them are in charge of marriages the destruction of marriages some of them are in charge of making people poor some of them are in charge of the spirit of lust some of them are in charge of making people angry and unforgiving different evil spirits now some of them it takes just prayers to deal with them Others, it will take seed, sacrificial seed offering to deal with them. But there are other demons, it will take fasting and prayer. Until you are fasted and pray, you cannot be victorious over them. You will never. And you cannot say that when you face the battle and the enemy is defeating you then you are now going back to fast so Jesus gave an advice that we should try to fast and prepare ourselves ahead of time it's like can you imagine um, America and Ghana are fighting and Ghana has not built any weapon we don't have knives we don't have guns we don't have anything and now that America has come to invade our country we are now going to prepare guns and cutlasses. by the time we even think of the plan and everything America would have wiped us out because they have all the weapons when they drop one boom you understand but if once they are preparing themselves, we also prepare ourselves. So when they bring the fight, we will be able to withstand them based on how we have equipped ourselves. And so that's what Jesus said, that we must fast to prepare ourselves ahead of time. So when you fast, you are building your spiritual weapon against an enemy that will want to inflict some sort of pain and destruction upon you amen hallelujah so look let's look at a scripture in Matthew chapter 17 look at it Matthew chapter 17 Are you there matthew chapter 17. let's start from the verse verse 14. Which one,
0: babe?
1: matthew 17 from verse 14 to 21. which which um, bible do you want matthew
0: babe which Bible
1: your Bible babe your Bible go ahead and then we'll look at Miss Caroline also after you finish reading
0: when they came near the crowd a man approached Jesus he got on his knees in front of him Lord he said have mercy on my son he shakes wildly and suffers a great deal often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. go man?
1: Yeah. To verse oh. verse um. 21. Finish on verse 21.
0: You unbelieving and evil people, Jesus replied. How long do I have to stay with you? How long do I have to put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus ordered the demon to leave the boy, and it came out of him. He was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. They asked, Why couldn't we drive out the demon? He replied, Because your faith is much too small. What I'm I'm about to tell you is true. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it is enough. You can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. They came together in Galilee. Oh, sorry. Verse 21. Yeah, that's that's
1: it. No, you've not read verse 21. I did. Read it.
0: it says 22 through 21 and it says he replied because your faith is much too small what I'm about to tell you is true if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it is enough you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you
1: oh unfortunately it didn't end the way I was was expecting it from that Bible miss Caroline what does your version say from verse 20 to 21 cause the scripture is in verse um the main scripture is in verse 21 from the king james version it says something different
2: version let me see here I'm in the message
1: read the message I want you to read the message I have the King James
2: okay in the message um, 20 to 20 through 21 says uh, because you are not yet taking God seriously said Jesus the simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith a poppy seed faith you would tell this mountain, move, and it would move. There's nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. That was 20 to 21 in this one.
1: Okay. Then read the King James for me because it's still not giving me the answer.
2: King James says, let me see. King James states let me see here 20 through 21 states and Jesus said unto them because of your unbelief for verily I say unto you if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed ye shall say unto this mountain remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you how be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. That's what she was looking for?
1: Yeah.
2: It was in King James.
1: Howbeit, be it this kind it doesn't go, this particular type we are dealing with. You know,
2: Albeit this kind goeth not out by, not out but by prayer and fasting.
1: Yeah. This particular one does not go out except by what?
2: Prayer and fasting.
1: Prayer and fasting. Right there. Uh, Let me see. Mark 9, 29. Let me see what it says. Okay. Read uh, Mark chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. From the other version of the Bible. Let me see what it says. Not the King James. My wife, read your version. Let me see. Let me hear. You said
2: Mark where... I'm sorry,
1: Mark what?
0: Mark, Mark nine twenty eight twenty nine. Mark eight. Mark Mark nine. Wait. You said Mark Nine? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so mine says Jesus went indoors. Then his disciples asked him in private, Why couldn't we drive out the evil, evil spirit? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer.
1: He didn't add the fasting.
0: <laughs> 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 no.
1: I tell you this. Did you Bi- say it by this Bible, we got a message.
0: Oh.
2: The message is. The message has the prayer about the um. Except by prayer. The message, um, Mark nine twenty eight says. After arriving back home, his disciples concerned cornered Jesus and asked, "Why couldn't we throw the demon out?" He answered, "There's no way to get rid of this kind of demon except by prayer."
1: Yeah. He also did it on the other the fasting. Let's go to the King James. <laughs> I don't know why this time they are dodging the fast. Let me see
0: King James. Are they deceiving us then?
1: <laughs> no, I mean that's some of the problems. That's why some people even say there are contradictions in the Bible and all that because based on the type of translations, some people have translated the Bible. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh. Okay. And then people, and then people, because they have the different versions, so they argue back and forth. No, the Bible says this. No, says that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your version says this. This version says that. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: the, the Oric- King
0: James says, and when
2: he ca- and when he was ca- and when he was come, I don't understand that.
1: Yeah. But. When, into the house. He's saying when he had come his, to the house.
2: Yeah, he said, into his into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting.
1: So you see two different parts of the Bible is telling you the same thing.
2: Basically, yeah
1: the so the original the bible was written in hebrew greek and aramaic and was later translated into um, english latin and then english and different languages so the more some people translate the more they make mistakes you know uh, sometimes and so that's where we have some problems but the original translation of the scripture well uh, you know according to history was the King James which was done in Rome yeah they are the so a very good church will always tell you read from the King James Version all these other people these new folks they are writing stuff to for themselves you take a, a religious group like the Jehovah's Witness they have translated their they have had, they have their own bible translation and they don't call Jesus to be a god they say Jesus is just a man you know yeah so it's a whole lot of whatever but Jesus in this scripture was explaining that the reason why The disciples could not cast out this evil spirit that has been brought to them was based on two things they didn't have enough faith and he told them actually even though you don't have faith actually this particular one you can only deal with it through fasting and prayer Amen. amen So, there are evil spirits that can only be dealt with through fasting and prayer. And until you are fasted, he is not going anywhere. That is why I said earlier that fasting is not compulsory, but it is compulsory because there are situations you find yourself in, you are forced to fast. Amen. Like the situation. I see. Esther and his and the people found themselves in they had to fast for heaven to help them amen so it's not every situation that can go away because you prayed did you fast did you fast and even if you fast how long did you fast we saw Esther and his people fasting for how many days Three. Day and night. No food, no drink. For three days. Yeah, you can go for three days without food and water.
2: Wait, no food and no water?
1: Yes. For three days.
2: Like, so they had
1: nothing? Nothing. And I've live with people who are faster like that me because of this ulcer problem i couldn't follow these people
2: my father said he fasted for 40 days
1: yeah because they they try to follow they try to follow the example of jesus but i want to show teach you a couple of stuff now
2: Isaiah chapter 54. I think he told me something about reading that. Good. And then he said something about Isaiah,
1: I think. Yeah, I will go there. I don't want to go there now. Isaiah chapter 58. That's why I said I want to dissect it little by little. Okay. Yeah. Now, fasting in all ages, among all nations, have been used or has been exercised in use in times of mourning, sorrow, and affliction. There's no Bible example of fasting to be seen before the time of Moses. Yes. And even although the Bible doesn't say so, it is is presumed that... The patriarchs, you know, of hold fasted until Moses' time. But it is interesting to notice that Moses and you know, did not add fasting in the books of the Old Testament, he wrote, except for the day of atonement in Leviticus 23 27. Go to Leviticus twenty three twenty seven King James. Uh, James wife
2: what
1: you said? Yeah, my wife, you can read your version too. I want to see what it says again. And
2: you said Matthew?
1: No, Leviticus in the Old Testament. Okay.
2: Leviticus. And which chapter and verse, sir? Chapter 23,
1: verse 27.
2: Okay, First Lady.
1: Miss Carolina, go ahead.
2: Um, Leviticus twenty-three. You said twenty-three through twenty-seven.
1: Chapter twenty-three, verse
2: twenty-seven. Twenty-three, verse twenty-seven. Okay. Um. Ch- ch- so just the verse, just verse twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Also. On the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Amen.
1: Ye shall humble yourselves before God inwardly by sorrow and by Yeah, an outward fasting, abstinence from all comforts of delight.
2: What did you get out of that? Come again. I'm trying to figure out how what'd you get out of that? How'd you where'd you you said something about fasting or something and I didn't see that. Is that what they is that somewhere in there?
1: Hold on. atonement mean atonement is asking for forgiveness
2: and do you know what convocation is or am Con- i saying it wrong
1: yeah convocation means a sacred assembly or a holy gathering Some people call it Reheza, you know, <laughs> yeah, That's like terrific. it's a holy god, yeah,
2: I read it, but I definitely didn't understand it.
1: We not pre- that's pre that up. let's check other versions and see what does your
2: version say first lady
1: Hello, Cara She might have had to take a break or something. What, um, scripture? Leviticus twenty-three, verse. What? What
2: verse, Pastor?
1: Yes, chapter twenty-three, verse twenty-seven.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> okay, Leviticus twenty three and Did you say twenty three and seven? Twenty three twenty seven. Twenty three twenty seven. Yeah. On, let me yeah.
2: My yeah, that's it twenty-three um
0: verse twenty-seven. Okay, it says the Lord spoke to Moses. I mean I'm sorry. The tenth day of the seventh month is a day when sin is paid for. Come together for a special service. Do not eat any food. Bring a food offering to the Lord.
1: You understand? So, the word you shall afflict your soul from the King James is the word humble yourselves by fasting and by prayer and by fasting. So, my wise version says, do not eat any food. But the King James says, ye shall afflict your soul. Do you see it, Miss Caroline? It says, "Unto an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your soul. That word afflict your soul is the word fasting. The Amplified Version also says, it shall be a holy convocation for you, and you shall humble yourselves, which is by fasting. do you understand yes sir. so the word afflicts your soul in hebrew it meant you humble yourself deeply before god inwardly by sorrow you know and by judging and loathing yourselves and outwardly by fasting and abstinence from all con kinds of canal comfort and delight so these are only fast that Moses included in the old testament in Leviticus you know but from that time on coming fasting has become a common thing in the jewish tradition i mean you will see that even after israel was defeated in a battle in a place called ai joshua and the leaders they did not eat anything drink anything from morning to evening in joshua chapter 7 verse 6 you know yeah um judges chapter 20 verse 26 also speaks of fasting until in the evening you know first samuel chapter 7 verse 6 also talks about fasting second samuel 12 16 also gives example of fasting you know but these are not fastings that were imposed on them by god but based on the understanding they have you know that's when they fast the mistake in teaching about fasting is that a lot of people isolate portions of the scriptures and misconstruct them to present a picture but the truth of the matter is that any uh, bible subject can be pushed out of context and it can cause more harm than good that's why i told you the devil can quote scriptures you understand some people leave the impression that everybody should go on a 40 days fast and they use illustrations like moses fasted for 40 days on the mountain <laughs> jesus also fasted for 40 days but if you take a critical look at the scripture, for instance, if you take a look at the, uh, the, the fasting Moses did 40 days and 40 nights, Moses was able to do that because he was in the presence of God. And when you are caught up in the presence of God, you can go without food and water because all your senses are seized. You understand? The Bible says in Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. Please read it. Exodus chapter 34, verse 27 and 28.
2: Exodus 24, you said?
1: 34. Exodus 34.
2: Exodus 34. Exodus 34 chapter you said 28
1: yeah it's from 27 to 28.
2: amen 27 to 28. god said to moses now write down these words for by these words i've made a covenant With you and Israel Moses was there with God 40 days and 40 nights he didn't eat any food he didn't drink any water and he wrote a tablet he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant the ten words
1: so God appeared to him the glory of God was there moses was caught up in it and he could teaching what they are teaching and one of the examples they use is the example of moses fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and i'm saying that that fasting that took place 40 days and forty nights, was not a fasting required of moses by god it god did not ask moses to do that fasting number two Moses is not the one that also decided that he was going to fast. But the Bible says in verse 27 that God appeared to him and said, come up to the mountain and I'm going to give you the commandments to give to the children of Israel. And so when Moses was with the Lord, he was caught up in the glory of God. And he did not eat any bread or drink anything. And he wrote the words God was giving him if you've ever had a supernatural encounter one of the things that happens is that your flesh can be sustained and your spirit can go out of your body for a very long time and until your spirit comes back into your body your body wouldn't function amen, amen. the scripture said god appeared to moses and told him come up and be with me and i'll show you what to so he was caught up in the glory of god when you encounter the glory of god you can go for even a million days or thousands of days without fasting and water because your senses are suspended your senses of the carnal world is suspended you are... when you have visions and dreams you don't see the physical things around you you are caught up in a realm beyond this place and until you come back from that realm you wouldn't even know that there's something called food you understand so if you are also caught up in the spirit and you are in the glory of god you will also lose the same all sense of time you know and those 40 40 days and 40 nights that moses fasted it probably looked like 40 minutes in his presence So it was not God that asked Moses to fast. Okay, It was not Moses that also said, I am going on a fast. It just happened that he was caught up in the glory of God and he went without eating. You understand? Some also say Elijah fasted for 40 days. But actually Elijah didn't fast for 40 days. Jezebel threatened to cut off Elijah's head. And Elijah ran away where really he climbed under a um under a janiper tree and he started crying and said just let me die uh, he was telling god let's let me die kill me and all that you know but he really didn't want to die you know if he wanted to die he shouldn't have run away from jezebel because Jezebel came to accomplish that he came to kill him i understand so if he wanted to die, he would have stood up and fought Jezebel and then died. But Elijah also, the Bible says that the Lord came and ministered to him and the angels fed him. And the, the food the angels gave him, he went in the strength of that angel for 40 days. Look at 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 7. 1 Kings 19 7. Are you first understanding are you understanding the first thing? Yes sir. First
2: Kings. You said first, king. first Kings 19 verse 7.
1: First Kings 19
2: verse 7. First Kings 19 verse 7. First Kings 19 verse 7. Um, i'm in the message
1: yeah you can't even start from likes from verse three from verse three let
2: me see first kings 19 verse three through i guess eight yeah um, when elijah saw I'm sorry.
1: Verse 3, continue.
2: When Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servant there and then went into the desert another day's journey. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade, wanting in the worst way to be done with it all to just die. Enough of this, God. Take my life. I am ready to join my ancestors in the grave. Exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Suddenly an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. He looked around and to his surprise, right by his head were a loaf of bread baked of some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal and went back to sleep the angel of god came back shook him awake again and said get up and eat some more you've got a long journey ahead of you
1: amen so you see that it was an angel it was not it was a supernatural encounter and what happened what happened verse seven
2: um Well, that was verse 7, but verse 8 said, He got up, ate, and drank in his field and set out, nourished by the meal. He walked 40 days and 40 nights all the way to the mountain of God of Horeb.
1: Nourished by that meal that was brought by a spiritual being, he went 40 days and 40 nights without eating again. If an angel came to feed you, I remember I have a friend called um, Telvin. He he told me about um, he decided to go on a 21 days fasting and prayer. And he said he traveled to the mountain and he was lying there. And by the third day he was dying. He said then he, he saw a vision of an angel in a dream. As he was lying there he saw an angel in a dream and the angel brought him cake and when he ate the cake in the dream physically he became satisfied and he went for the rest of the day without eating and drinking wow. that's a supernatural one he an angel also feeds you you also might be able to go in the strength of that of that food quite a while you understand Amen. but you can not use that as an example of someone fasting in the natural you understand Amen. the only one whom the bible ever said fasted for 40, 40 days was jesus in matthew chapter 4 verse 2 the Bible says he fasted for 40 days and 49. Afterward, he was angered. But the clue, the clue to Jesus' fasting was that he was led of the Spirit of God into the wilderness. And Jesus was also ministered to by angels. So all these things are supernatural encounters. It was not just a physical fasting. To afflict yourself you understand yeah amen. and so I'm just trying to establish a foundation today tomorrow we will continue but I've explained to you that fasting is a spiritual weapon that brings you victory in every battle of life and we look at the life of the Jewish people in the book of Esther and now they were about to be killed and they went on the three days Dry fasting, without food, without water. And they obtained victory and they were not killed. But the enemy that wanted to kill them was the one that was killed. Amen. And I've shown you that fasting is not a command in a certain sense. But it is a command also in a certain sense because there will be situations that will force you to fast. And I explain also to you that Jesus said there are different kinds of demonic spirits. Some of them, you can not deal with them until you are fasted and you have prayed. Amen. We saw that one, where the disciples asked Jesus, why couldn't we deal with this evil spirit? And Jesus told them, it's because of lack of faith. And he said, actually, the real truth is that this particular one can, can be dealt with fasting and prayer and they were not fasting the disciples were actually eating and one day some people came and said why are your disciples eating so much why are they not fasting you understand but jesus had already fasted 40 days so he had enough power to deal with that situation they have not fasted for 40 days Amen. amen yeah and so tomorrow i'm going to continue so that we'll have in-depth understanding of what fasting is and how we can fast amen are you okay are you blessed tonight do you understand what we have learned so far is there a question you want to ask please ask me if not we have brought our bible studies to an end for today